something is Hello and good morning, Instagram, coming at you live from San Jose, Costa Rica. I am on the road getting ready to go to Mexico, and I wanted to drop in and just tell you what is happening in my inner world and why I love this work so much. If you're a passionate woman about helping other people, you're creating or you've created a business that impacts other people's lives, this is going to be how to stay connected to your heart, your mission, your purpose and your reason why. And I'm going to be going live in my Facebook group, repurposing this to my podcast. And it's something that I love to teach in all of my business platforms and different groups and mentorships is repurpose, 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 and get visible and be seen on many different platforms that are around. Because you'll find soulmate clients dropping into you at different places. And I'll go into a little bit more of why podcasts are so great. We can plug into the ears when we're going for a jog, when we're out on the road, but like YouTube and Facebook, Instagram, that's something like when we're in a space, like super grounded down. So today I'm diving into how to stay connected to your heart, what it means to be a soul-driven leader. Welcome, Facebook. I'm so excited to be here with you live today for our weekly free training on how to let your life lead your business. And what does that really mean? Listening now to Amplified Impact for multi-passionate women committed to making a bigger difference in the world. And what does that even mean where you work on yourself and the person that you're becoming so that everything that you go through, everything that you experience is so much bigger than you? Of course, if you're listening in and you can comment below on Facebook or Instagram, be sure to say hi. If you know there's someone in your world that needs to hear this message today, it just, it brings goosebumps or tears. It activates something inside of you, allowing us to make a bigger ripple in the world by saving, sharing, boosting us in the algorithm. We love you so much for supporting this community. It means the world to me and it allows me to keep showing up and giving to those that really need this message today. If you're listening on the podcast, thank you for tuning in where you have me in your ears. You're driving down the road. You're going for a jog wherever you can plug in. Podcasts are great. And if you love this podcast and haven't already given us a review on Apple iTunes, we would thank you so much. So let's dive in. Something that I'm really processing right now as we're in the midst of launching my, my yearly workshop, Sometimes I run it twice a year because it's so important to do this work. It's a triggering topic, wealth and ease. What does it mean to be wealthy and to make money in an easeful way? 
We've been conditioned by society, perhaps by family members and past generations that making money is hard work or money doesn't grow on trees. And every single time I launch a program, whether it's Amplified Impact, my business mentorship for women wanting to take their gifts and their skills and turn it into an online business, or my mastermind, which really focuses on the inner work, the soul journey, or the money program, the Live Your Yoga program, the self-love program, it doesn't matter what I'm launching. I always get initiated. It's like, oh, why did I do that to myself? And I love doing this to myself because it's where we walk together doing this work as spiritual beings connected to being an example, being an example for other people in our lives. And what I mean by this initiation is Wealth and Ease is the program to become financially free. Years ago, when I was in lockdown in India, seven months stuck with myself. Thank you for being stuck with myself. I was locked down in Indian and ashram where I was studying, what does it mean to be financially free? How can I make my money work for me is what I learned. And I was studying with Tony Robbins and other mentors on YouTube, reading books. And what is it that you do with money once your business starts to make money? Or when you're working and you're in your career, how to take your monthly wages and turn a little bit of that money into more money. And healing money, the desire for money, the mindset around money. When you want to be wealthy, you become wealthy. When you avoid wealth, <laughs> it's not going to come to you because it's like this. Like If you don't want it, you push it away. If you desire it, you pull it in. But we have to look at the thoughts and the beliefs in the energy around money, right? Money is literally a piece of paper. Debt is non-existent. Why do we want money or not want money? Why do we love debt or hate debt? It's, it has nothing to do with what debt is or money is. It's the beliefs that we have. And so we get to look at these beliefs. And now as I'm in the launch of the Wealth and Ease program, here I am being initiated. I found out that a couple of years ago, I hired a lawyer to help me get my residency here in Costa Rica for having the child, my child here. And they fled the country. They stopped working on my case and they didn't even notify me. Like, I didn't even know. My friend literally had to tell me, like, guess what happened? They're not working on our case anymore. I just got back from immigration today okay, that's like $3,000. I had to just be like, okay. So it was like, okay, stay calm. What can I do? Go find out, go to the immigration office and find out. And instead of getting worried and thinking about like starting over and the money that I had to invest, I was just like, if I have to start over, I will. So I did my best to stay connected and be neutral to the situation. So neutral to the situation not thinking about losing the money, not thinking about being scammed, not thinking about being ripped off. And then the next thing that followed was I got sick. Three, four days ago now, I started to feel this gut-riching feeling at the base of my stomach. I was like, what's going on? What's happening? 
And then that afternoon, this might be too much information for you, but I lost my lunch and I had a child that needed my attention still. And I don't know if you follow me on Facebook or Instagram, but being a mom and being sick, it's like, oh, can I just like not be a mom for today while I'm sick? And so I was, I was letting Amani, he loves phones. He loves wallets. He loves cords. I was letting him bang my battery to my computer on the ground, not thinking anything of it because I was dying of a sickness. And I spent the next two days with body aches. I could barely stand up, let alone pick up my 20 pound child. Oh, it's so challenging. And so I'm feeling all these emotions. And in that time, I'm like, oh, I forgot how wealthy being healthy is. Like, what's the point of having tons of money and an abundance of money to give away, to invest, to take care of your family if you're sick? It means nothing. Having money and being wealthy is what healthy is. Healthy, you have to be healthy. You have to be healthy to be wealthy. And so in this transition, here I am like, okay, number one takeaway, like, Wealth is health. And then just before I go to teach my program, the night before, I'm finally feeling better. Three days of near death, my computer stops working. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. So now I don't have a computer to teach my program. It won't turn on. I'm getting ready to go out of the country with no computer. Do I buy a new one? If I buy a new one in Costa Rica, it's only about five, $600 more. right? Like neutral to more money, neutral to more money, neutral. Here I am being initiated again to neutralize the feeling around money. And yet I'm a human, right? Like, okay, there I am. This is why we do this work. And yesterday, oh my goodness. So yesterday I went to the Apple store and it wasn't my computer. It was my battery charger because I let my baby beat it against the ground while I was sick. So yes, it was a big investment to buy a new battery charger, but at least it was just the charger, not the computer. I woke up this morning, I went to immigration and I found out that my case is still savable. They are waiting to give me a decision. So the neutrality of not getting caught up in the drama online, not getting caught up in the feeling and the emotions about being abandoned by my attorney that I hired, I got to take it into my own hands. I practiced my breathing. I practiced my breath. And in that, I was like, oh, this is the journey of being a coach, a teacher, a mentor, and allowing your life lessons to help other people. And so along your journey, What is it that you're doing? What is it that you're growing through? What is it that you're experiencing that allows you to rise because of what you're teaching, because of what you're doing, because of what you're giving that allows you to keep growing even more so that you have more lessons and gifts to give back to your community? It's not fun to find out you got scammed. It's not fun to get sick. It's not fun to buy a new charger for the second time. No, but these lessons are like, oh yes, you still have work to do. There's a whole nother layer of the onion to be peeled back. I remember years ago thinking, when is this gonna be over? Like, when is the inner work gonna be done? 
I already healed that. I already did so much. I had a therapist. I did yoga. I did ayahuasca. I did all these different healing modalities. We're not done yet. And the truth is, is like, you're never done. It's always deeper. And that's what's so amazing about being a human is like the inner journey of like being able to watch and witness yourself as a businesswoman, as an entrepreneur, as a mother, as a leader, who you're becoming and evolving into to watch and witness your mind and what happens when life circumstances come up. They're always going to come up. And when you can come back to your why, your desire for impact, that everything that you go through and everything that you grow through and everything that you experience has even more meaning when you get to take your community on a journey with you. Like, let's grow together is the email I send to anyone I start working with in a group program, one-on-one session. It's like, let's grow. Let's do the work. And I'm currently right now in a program that we're healing ancestral lineage. And something that my mentor brought up was like, did your grandmother do this work? Did your mother do this work? And it's like, no. How deep is the work that we're doing, that you're doing right now? Maybe you were born into a family that's connected to the spirit, the soul, and who they evolved into. Or maybe now you're starting that lineage the first one. And that's a lot to take on, but isn't it so exciting? Like I look at this little bubble of joy, that's my son. And I'm like, you get to watch me wake up every morning and do Kundalini and work on my energy body. You get to watch the way I eat, the way I coach and the way I mentor. You get to watch me be a mom. And you also get to watch me get angry and sad and sick. You get to see the duality of mom and dad having the best love ever and also arguments. You get to see how I grow as a human. What a great example to be. But then it's not just for him, right? It's like for all of you here that are listening. And when you can take that into your own work in your own life, you're making an even bigger difference by the way in which you lead yourself, the way in which you lead your life. I always teach like, Create programs and offerings right now about what it is that you're going through, what it is that you're learning. Create content, telling stories and how it ties back to your soulmate dream clients so that you stay connected to the spiritual channel that rises you up, that connects you to source, to God, to universe, where your heart is the compass. And the more that you can slow down, just even right now, if you're not driving or jogging, like, can you slow down and feel your body, the energy? Just like, can you feel tingling? Can you feel fluidity? What can you feel when you just be here? There's so much power in being. But do we ever take the time to just pause and listen to the heart? What is it that I want to do? Not what you should do, not what you think you have to do, not what someone told you to do, not what everyone else is doing. It's how can I stay connected to my channel, to my direction, to my voice? It's a lifelong journey of coming back to the stillness 
I remember a time I did a 10 day silent meditation retreat in India. And on the ninth day, I literally felt the nadis. If you're not familiar with nadis in the yoga tradition, this is the energy channels in my body. And they were moving so quickly and so fastly. And it's like, I've never felt this before, but I never sat for 10 days before focusing on the breath and the energy body. Don't you think it's good to let things integrate before you start teaching them though? I love this question so much, Britt, because this is a controversial question and I love controversial questions because that's how you stand out as a teacher, a mentor, a coach, a human being. There is no right answer to this question. I'll start by prefacing that. Some people will tell you, wait, wait until you've gone through the experience to teach from it because then you've taken it all away. And other people will tell you how powerful and potent it would be for you to come out and share like, I'm going through a lot of money trauma right now. I'm going through a huge breakup right now. I'm going through a divorce right now. I'm going through a midlife. I'm going through something right now. And I'm going to take you on the journey of everything I learned from now until later. I've done it both ways. I've waited until I've completely gone through it to teach and talk about it. And other times I came and I've led myself through it in the public eye while I'm still processing. What I would tell you is if you decide to walk your community through what it is you're processing in the moment, you're not using this as a portal to dump your energy and to get anything. You're not using them as validation or direction or advice. You're simply expressing what it is you're growing through, your beliefs, your values, your experience of it without trying to get something from it. You're not using your community, your wife, your husband, your person, your your clients as someone to hold space for you. You're not using it to get something. You're doing it like, I'm going to say like, this is why I say it's so powerful to come through and teach now. If you're going through a divorce, if you're going through a crisis and you don't feel inspired, you don't want to give to your community like what you normally would when you're feeling happy, go lucky, connected to all the groovy passion that you have. So you want to just disconnect completely. Then people think that you're perfect. They think like you have it all together, that you never go through anything. Whereas if you show them both sides as you're navigating it all, they get to watch you grow through it, which I think is there's something powerful in that. And like I said, when I started like answering this conversation, there's no right way. Your heart is the guide. Do I talk about this right now or does it feel too uncomfortable? If I'm talking about this right now and people give me their opinion or they comment and they share, are they going to trigger something in me even deeper? Or can I do this? Can I come through and say, hey, I'm going to lead this program right now and I'm actually going through it with you? It's up to you. Your heart gets to decide. And each situation is going to be different. What you choose to bring up is going to happen later. I also worry that I won't grow through it fast enough. And that's, this is a really big lesson that I had. So when I was going through my 
miscarriage and going through my breakup, I did bring it up, but just a little bit. I didn't share so much about it. And I was like, I just want to speed this up. I was already connected to my spirit. I was already connected to spirituality. I had already done 10 years of yoga and therapy, all of the things. And I knew in my heart, without a doubt, I was going to get to the other side. I knew it. It was just like, okay, eventually I'm going to be there. I want to get there now. I don't want to go through the pain. I don't want to hold all this right now. And I had the thought, if you were falling in love right now, would you want to speed it up? So why are you trying to speed up the heartbreak? What is there to learn in being in this? What would I miss if I tried to hurry up the healing phase? And it allowed me to pump the brakes. When we try to avoid pain, sadness, grief, loss, but we want and desire joy, bliss, all we're doing is creating reflection. When in life we have to hold both. The loss of the person I thought I was going to live my life with and the loss of a baby inside of me where I thought I would never be a mother again gave me the greatest gift of my life. I went through the hardest time. Like people would see me driving down the road, bawling my eyes out, messaging me, Amber, are you okay? Like, yeah, I'm fine. They're like, no, I just seen you. Are you really okay? But I chose myself in a time where I was like, what if it never gets better? What if I can't? What if? And I chose myself for the very first time in my entire life. And because of that, I gave myself love. Now I have a man that treats me exactly the way I desired him to treat me. And I have a son that's more magical than I just know in my bones now that I'll get what I need when God, universe source, gives it to me, not when I want it. It allows me to surrender and to trust to the unique timeline, God-given, source-given timeline that when I become ready, when I become an energetic match that I'll have it, I couldn't have been the mother I am now back then. When I left, I traveled the world. I went to seven different countries. I quit doing massage. Universe said, go all in onto yoga. I created a multi-six-figure business over the last several years because I left him, because I listened to my heart, because now I have so much to give my family. And so instead of trying to speed something up, trust in the timeline of it all. And if you can, what I like to say is like, go back into a time where you wanted something and it felt impossible. It felt like it wasn't going to come and that it did. And you're like, wow. This couldn't have happened at a better time than right now. Or think of something that you wanted in your life. And when it finally came or didn't come, you're like, I'm so glad that this didn't come. I'm so glad this isn't here because I don't want that now. Thank you for knowing better than I know. And when you don't know, you think you don't know, you know. So how can you trust your heart and that when you need to know, it'll be clear. Your job is to pause and to listen to the heart, to listen to your heart. Let your heart be the guide. When you're en route to where you're going, stay connected to your why, why you started. 
stay connected to where it is you desire to grow. And remember to always come back to what it is that you value. Amongst all things in your life, what do you value? Come back to that. And then the last thing I'll leave you with is no shoulds, no have tos. Let this voyage of being human, committed to impact and growth, be your own. There's no right way. There's no perfect answer. Make it your own. I hope this was helpful and I will definitely chat with you more online or onto next week's podcast. Just feeling so much for this one, feeling so grateful for you all, this community, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.